Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about rock and wrestle. <laughs> yes, my two favorite things, Boat. You know, it's funny. What do you think the connection is between rock and roll music and professional wrestling? Because you see it everywhere. The Honky Tonk Man, Rock and Roll Express. The what? Honky Tonk Man? That's not even rock. That's Honky Tonk. <laughs> so maybe you're That's right. That's the first guy you came up with was the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> but, not heavy you, metal Van Hammer, Big Mountain Rock. Any of those yeah, guys? so what is the connection? Why do you think so many people that are drawn to rock and roll music are also drawn to pro wrestling? Well, I don't think they are now, <laughs> but but back in the day when rock when rock and wrestle was out, listen, think about it. Who watches wrestling? Like teenagers, like testosterone up goofballs. You know, they mm-hmm. want to go see a bunch of guys get crushed violently. Same thing of going to an old rock show. You go in there, testosterone's on twelve. There's crazy loud crap going on. People are fighting, and you're. There are chicks around. It's glorious. Fireworks. It's exactly the same thing. That's Lots true. of glorified violence. Yeah. Who is your favorite outfit that incorporated rock and roll in pro wrestling? Was it the Rock and Roll Express? Well, I mean, what did they do? I'll, I, I'll tell you something. I went to a show in Charleston where Ricky Morton uh, did sing a little. He, Ricky Morton of the Rock Express had an album that they produced. He was horrible, by the way. <laughs> then, of course, you've got uh, uh, the, the Freebirds, Michael P.S. Hayes, with his Bad Street album. That was a rock Bad album. Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. But, you know, a lot of wrestlers cut albums. Jerry the King Lawler had albums. I've got a Larry Zabisco album that I bought from Larry Zabisco sitting around here. So that you had a lot of those. Of course, Jimmy Hart uh, had, a, had, a, had a gold record. He was part of the uh, uh, that band that came, that sang "I Keep on Dancing." Was it the Chandels or something mm-hmm. like that? He was in that band, so there, he, there's a connection there. I, in terms of rock and roll, my favorite act that incorporated rock and roll. You know, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, in the day when the when the when you had real music that the wrestlers came out to, that was a pretty cool. I used to see the Road Warriors come out uh, back in Charleston. They would come out uh, to Black Sabbath. You know, War Pigs. No, what was mm-hmm. it? No, it was I Am Iron Man. It was Iron Man. And that stuff would kick up, and those big, burly dudes with the spikes. That would come oh, out. yeah. Pretty scary. So I'd say that was right near the top of the scary rock-themed killers that would come out. What about you? What kind of goofy answer do you got for your own question? Well, I'm a total mark for Marty Jannetty. I just, <laughs> I love Jannetty so much. You don't know who he is, do yeah, you? Yeah, I do. He, I you mean, saw him on a tweet. What? No. I've always liked Jannetty. I mean, how can you not like him? Okay, what act was Janetti in? He was in the Rock and Roll Express. No, he was not. No. (laughs) It's possible that I don't know who Marty Janetti is. You You don't have any idea. You're right. He was in a tag team. The Rock and Roll Express was Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson from Tennessee. Those guys sound lame. Janetti should have been in there. Janetti was with Shawn Michaels and the Rockers. See, I mean, I was close, right? No, you weren't. You weren't close. You don't have any idea. You've never seen him work one time. Admit it. I admit it. I admit okay. It. Why did you bring him? Of all the wrestlers that ever lived, why did you bring him up? Is it because Marty Jannetty sounds tweet? like the ultimate wrestler name. I got to be honest with you. He's famous for getting thrown through that uh, glass barbershop window by Shawn Michaels when they broke up the tag team. That's his big 
and also the drugs. <laughs> now, now, did now did the rockers actually did they incorporate the the rock and roll music into their act in any way? Did they have like air guitar? No, the rockers. No, nah, they just came out to some Lawrence Welk. Of course they did. It's the rockers. <laughs> what do you think they're gonna come out to? It would be awesome if they came out to Lawrence and the one and the two, and then they come out doing the bushwhacker thing. I love. You it. have lost your mind. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be awesome. Maybe we should talk about this week's game, Aaron, Rock and Wrestle. <laughs> With that lead in, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure, but what the hell? We're already here. Bam. Rock and Wrestle. Now, Boat, uh, had you ever heard of this bad boy? I'd never heard of Rock and Wrestle before. This is one that I took off the shelf of Specky tapes that I have here in Amigo Studios. You know, oh, so Roshi, you own Rock and Wrestle. Yeah, Roshi plus Pixels at Dawn plus several other listeners over the years have sent us a bevy of uh, of ZX Spectrum tapes. Yeah, and uh, and so for this, uh, you know, this this new incarnation of the show, I just like to go through the the, the tapes and I pull things out and I look at the instructions. Yeah. And if it looks interesting, I'm like, well, maybe we should give this a shot. And that's how this came to be. There you go. Well, it's funny. I had never heard of Rock and Wrestle as a game. I was familiar with this game by its American name, Bop and Wrestle. Mm. And my buddies had Bop and Wrestle for the C64. Uh, so, and we—that's where I played it back way back in the day. Uh, uh, that was where that's where we uh, got our fight on because we were desperately sort of wrestling uh, on any sort of system. So I'd never heard of the alternative title for this, but yeah, this was known in America as Bop and Wrestle. And this is one I would see all the time at the store. Like this, this was everywhere. But that I remember it distinctly. The uh, the cover for it, it was the disc version, was red with a huge re- bunch of uh, crowd on the front and the wrestling ring. And on the back, the back was the important part because it would list all the moves you could do in the game. Right, and it a looked like there were four point. million moves. I was like, yeah. oh boy. Yeah, the, you know, the, I think this is a classic example of the the publisher Melbourne House. You know, they had that huge hit with Way of the Exploding Fist, and so yeah. what they did was they poured all of that money into a marketing budget that could beat the band, and that's why you saw this game everywhere, and it got so many releases on so many platforms. Yeah, I assume it was pretty popular. So, Rocket Wrestle, as it was known in Europe, uh, released in '85, and both mentioned that this was published by uh, Melbourne House. Developed by an app called Beam Software. Uh, Beam Software, I just, I, a little trivia note, it was on, on Moby. The name Beam came from combining the letters of the names of the early members of the group. Oh, so they, okay. They had, they had a guy named Naomi Benson and Alfred Milgram. So they took Benson and Alfred Milgram, and, they, and they, that's where they came up with Beam. So uh, the uh, the people that worked on the Specky version didn't do a ton uh, it was uh, Steven Taylor who did Knuckle Busters and Galliatron, uh, Frank Oldham, who was an artist. So I'm assuming he had something to do with that uh, opening screen. He worked on Doc the Destroyer, Fist, Fighting Warrior, and R. Doc the Barbarian. Every one of those titles sounds straight out of the 80s. But, yeah, R. Doc you know, the Barbarian. I can't wait. I just to like cover. Fist. That's <laughs> <laughs> the other fellow, Ben... Uh, where uh, uh, Warthrow, from what I could tell, he didn't have any other credits on the Specky. Um, <clears throat> so this was a wrestling game that you could play with one or two players. So right away, you've got um, one versus the computer, which is cool. That wasn't always the case on these games. So sure. I thought that was that. In fact, when when I, we when this came up, I wasn't sure there was a one player mode, but I was I was happy to see that that there was. Uh, so. What do you do in this game? Well, 
Uh, you play a wrestler, and you're going up the ranks of the other wrestlers. Now, the there are this game got released as we mentioned for the C64 and a, and a few other machines. Uh, they had releases on the uh, Amstrad CPC. This one surprised me, but the Apple II got a release. Oh, that is interesting. Uh, the C64, the Atari 8-bits. Did you know this is out in the Atari? I'm going to have to check this out. I had no I, idea. I, that one I didn't look at. And DOS also got a port. So I was surprised that this got that many uh, that, that many ports. Now, uh, so the whole p- plot of this thing is you are, you are gorgeous Greg, mm-hmm. the blonde hero wrestler, and you are tasked with going through the ranks of the bad guy wrestlers to win the, to basically claim the t- championship of the Rock and Wrestle Federation. Uh, it's a shame that the the Spectrum version sort of they sort of got screwed, didn't they, Bob? Because they didn't get all the other wrestlers that the other versions did. Right. I don't know but, if you want to switch over to that that screen yeah. with you where you have all of the uh, all of the wrestlers. So out of the uh, out of the ten wrestlers, including Gorgeous Greg, uh, that are included in the other versions, the Spectrum only got uh, five. Uh, so half of the amount of wrestlers. We only got Redneck McCoy. Missouri Breaker, Vicious Vivian, and Lord Toff. So if you wanted to play as L.A. Bruce or fight L.A. Bruce, you're out of luck. And who wouldn't, yeah. frankly? Yeah. Uh, now, as far as I could tell, the wrestlers, I mean, so here's the thing. Uh, you get into this match, one or two players, and you basically fight the wrestler in the ring. So it's a, in that aspect, it's a pretty standard wrestling game. Um, this is a very... This is this is a very ambitious title for the Spectrum. Wouldn't you say that, Boat? I, absolutely. One of yeah. the most ambitious titles from this time period, from 1985, yeah. probably, that came out. And so this one graphically is not in the same stratosphere as any of the other versions. And plus, like we mentioned, it has less wrestlers. And so when you get into it, I thought to myself, well, this one could be a dud. And I, I so I, but having played it before, I gave it another shot because I knew something about it. And the way this game works, of course, you only got one button there on the spectrum. But this game was way ahead of the curve when it comes to controlling your wrestler. Now, it's not the easiest control system to latch onto, and that's an understatement. But they sort of went the same way that like a, a, a Panza kickboxing did, Boat, if you'll recall mm-hmm. that game. It's very similar to that. They use... You the, the it's the moves you do are situational and they require you to move the joystick in one of four directions and 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 hit your button and you, what you end up with is a lot of moves yeah. that you can do. I mean, it's a surprising amount of moves uh, that you could perform. In fact, I got a list here. I'm not going to go over a million moves, but it's worth noting just to give people an idea of the amount of moves we're talking about. So the moves listed on the box. You've got the airplane spin, the arm spin, arm twist, atomic drop, backbreaker, body slam, clothesline, drop kick, elbow drop, flying body press off the top rope. Yeah, and, the- and, and you may be you may be wondering, it's like, well, how can you get so many moves out of just, you know, holding down a button and pressing a direction? Is the answer is that they're all contextual. So you have a set of moves that you can perform to soften your opponent up. Okay, and then once you enter into the grab, what do they call that phase where they where they where they it's a grapple, the grapple, right? Once you enter into the grapple, there's a whole set of moves that can be performed from there. If you manage to get your your opponent into a headlock, that's another four moves right there. 
or the a power lift. lift, you know, uncovers yeah. the turnbuckle. So in pretty much any situation, you have at least four moves available to you at any one time. It's a pretty impressive way to work a lot of moves into the game. Yeah. Now let's talk about uh, how that actually works. How the how because so we've established there's a lot of moves. When you walk around in the ring, uh, your wrestler and your and your opponent will be facing certain ways. Okay, and this is sort of the Achilles heel of this game. And this is pretty much the same on every system I've played it on. To do to really grapple with your opponent, you have to sort of be looking at him, and that and depending on where he's at will depend on which way you need to be facing. Mm-hmm. And so you, a lot of the game is lining up things uh, that I, I find, and, and then and getting close enough to do things. And so that makes it, I can see the learning curve, but this is pretty sh- steep. Wouldn't you say boat in terms of just grasping that concept is not right. easy. And, and there are some things about this game that, uh, that even, you, you know, go beyond sort of a learning curve where if you're just trying to get on the same plane as your, as your enemy, which is required for, you know, uh, you know, putting any moves on him, it's not immediately apparent if you are next to your opponent or if you're a little bit too far down or a little bit too far up. Not to mention the fact that the game actually moves in all three dimensions. So you can also approach your opponent from the bottom of the ring or the top of the ring. Yeah. And part of me thinks that, that that's an, pretty cool. Okay, I'll give them that. But I, sometimes I think maybe it, they could have just left it 2D and, and not and made it easier. Does that make yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, uh, at least being able, I would say that, uh, you know, only still being able to move up and down sort of like streets of rage or something like that, where you couldn't move yeah, up and exactly. down just left to right, but still moving yes. on a 3d plane that would have made things a little bit simpler. Right. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, sort of like wrestle fest. Yeah. The way yeah. I, you know, cause it worked great for wrestle fest. And in a lot of ways, uh, WrestleFest is actually uh, is a lot simpler than this, and, and one of the reasons is, I mean, you, each wrestler in WrestleFest has got about you know six or seven moves, maybe ten. Like there, there's uh, countless moves in this. Like Boat said, they're situational. You get a guy in a headlock, there's four moves. You lift a the guy, there's four moves. You uh, the grapple you perform gives you the option of headlock or lift to throw off the ropes. And so, really, the system to this was put together very logically. The guys behind this originally were not fools. I mean, this right. was a this was an advanced wrestling title uh, back when there were no advanced wrestling. This is easily like even NES. What was the NES wrestling game everybody loved? Pro uh, wrestling. This is way more advanced than that in terms of your move set. Like, Absolutely, tons more advanced. One hundred percent. The uh, and and so what makes a wrestling game fun? Tons and tons of moves. Now. Well, I don't mean- know. I, I, I'm going to push back against that a little bit. All right, go ahead. In my opinion, lots of moves is not what makes a wrestling game fun. Uh, what makes a wrestling game fun for me is three things. One, you've got to have good animations of the moves being performed. It doesn't matter right. how many moves there are. If there, if you put moves in the game, you want to watch your wrestler perform those moves. It's just like watching wrestling on TV. You know, You want to see them, and they need to look right. And I will right. say that this game does a good job of that. This game animates the moves pretty well. I agree. Where this game falls flat is the speed of those animations and the amount of time that it takes these animations to play out. So if you are fighting uh, an opponent, and for example, your opponent puts you in the old airplane spin, 
the old airplane spin isn't just one or two rotations. It seems like 15 or 20 seconds yeah. your your guy is, is spin, being spun around in the air, in which your time you're helpless. You have nothing to do but sit there and watch. And that would be cool maybe the first time that you see it, but when it literally happens all the time, that's no good. So yeah, what I the agree. first place that this game, you know, it passes on the animation, but it fails on the speed and it fails on how long it takes those animations to play out. Okay. It takes, there are two, I, what you're saying is true. And there are two, really, there are only two major contributors to what you just said that slow it down match. One is that airplane spin, but the other one that's far worse to me is throwing a guy off the ropes. Oh yeah. In real wrestling, and I say real wrestling, but in real <laughs> wrestling, you when you want to throw a guy off the ropes, you grab him by the arm and you whip him into the ropes. It's an Irish whip, they call it. You mm-hmm. Irish whip a guy into the ropes, and he bounces back, and you do whatever. In this game, for whatever reason, the program has decided to have you twirl the guy around five times. I count it. <laughs> Every time. This is a move that gets done all the time, throwing a guy off the ropes. And so what that means is you just sit there and just watch this over and over. It sucks. Mm-hmm. If you could, I would love to just get rid of that and get rid of the airplane spin. I believe now I can't confirm this, but I believe you could, could actually control how fast you spin your opponent when you've got him up for it. But that's but then, not a move but, I did that but, often. But the so CPU, I, the CPU wants to milk everything for what for for all it's right. worth. So they're they're right. taking their time when they do these moves. But these moves, this is no good. The airplane spin, if you only get it once or twice, that's fine. But I mean the what the the one where you whip guys in the ropes, that is actually absolutely. A, a total screw up on that. And that I remember playing this back in the day. That's one of the things I didn't like about it. That's one of the biggest, you know, faux pas. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, once you, there are energy bars on either side of the screen. And uh, as you fight wrestlers, their energy goes down as you would expect. And when it gets down the lowest, it starts to turn red. And then at any time you can go for a pin, but you've got a better chance of getting a pinfall when it's in the red or it's gone. Uh, if you're getting pinned, this is something I never knew, Boat, until I read the docs. This, t- t- like, when I read the docs for this show, when we played this at Hose's house back in the day, we could we never once successfully kicked out of anything ever. So we had no idea how to kick out. Uh, and so, of course, I think Hose had a liberated copy, so there was no documentation. And so. Uh, in the game, what you need to do is basically push up and down on the on your joystick or your keyboard and to try to kick him out. Mm. And it works. I mean, you could actually kick out. Of, I was pleasantly surprised I could kick out, you know, on this. When a guy goes for a pin or you go for a pin, a, a number will appear. It'll say one, two, three. And if you keep him down for a three, you win the match. And if you're put down for a three, you lose. Now, there are some... There, aside from the airplane spin and, and the rope thing, there are some other things that aren't that are detrimental to the game. One thing is, I mean, you could one of the moves you could do the basic moves is just kick a guy, right? Right. And you could pretty much kick a dude until he's almost mauled. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that they will happen is once you put a lot of hurting on a guy, they'll get dizzied, and it's, it's actually beneficial because you can't actually kick a guy until he just falls over and you pin him because once they get low enough. They'll basically spin around, do a little pirouette for a while. And, of course, then you can maul them while they're doing that, but you can't just, just keep kicking them because they move up and down uh, planarly. Is that right, Boat? Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, 
but that's something that happens is a, is a dizzy will occur. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have, how was your success boat in this game as a whole? And how, how successful were you, were you at getting off moves and whatnot? Well, I was very unsuccessful at getting off moves for the first hour that I tried to play this yeah. game, because when you attempt to play this game with a joystick, okay, first of all, the keyboard controls in this game are insane in the membrane. Okay. Get ready for this. I, I used uh, them. Up is U, down is N, left is H, and right is K. That's no good. That's well, no can, good. Thankfully, they're reconfigurable, boat. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't mess around with the keyboard. I want. I do. I want. I want freaking <laughs> stick action. Give me some Kempston. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you select the stick option, it puts you in player two. It's like something right out of the Coco. Okay, so that's no good. It took me forever to figure that out because nowhere in the documentation does it say, by the way, you're in the player two slot, which I don't even understand how that works, because in a regular spectrum, the Kempston adapter, I'm pretty sure only has one input anyway. So I don't I don't know anything about how that works. Maybe it was something weird with the emulator, but that gave me grief right out of the gate. Um, When I started to play the game, I was unable to do anything. Uh, I was, you know, I was definitely able to be spun around by my opponent. We didn't yeah. mention that when your opponent spins you around and then pins you, he makes some unholy yell when the match is over. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about the, no- the sound effects of this. They are, they, they are jarring. Frankly. Yeah. But, I mean, they sound semi-human, but I, or or I mean, or like someone. I don't know how to explain those sounds, but they—they, they, I'm glad they're in there. They do differentiate this game from yeah. most other games. It's it's a kind of devilry that that, that only the ZX Spectrum can provide. You know that uh, you know the sound effects that you occasionally hear it punch out where I guys like burp, burp, right. burp, because that's sort of what sort of like that just yeah. a random noise. It's like who the hell's saying that? Right, exactly. And so you know, I had the most success with this game and the most fun with this game playing in two-player mode where I had no real opponent to fight and then I could pull off some moves so you know weird. I could do some fun stuff but the second that I went into the ring with a real opponent because here's the thing the computer automatically knows when you're in the plane of contact okay you don't know that so you're you're jockeying for position meanwhile the computer is just waiting on you they're waiting for you to fall into that 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 sweet spot and then they put the moves on you right away I was unable to beat even the first opponent I was unable <laughs> able to beat redneck uh redneck phil or whatever his name is yeah. redneck mccoy i beat him in my first game i took wow. that guy to school wow. the very, my very first move walk up to him kick him two or three times pile drive him <laughs> i embedded that hat into his skull right away you know this game it's a lot like um i'm trying to think what i can you ever play like a golf game or a sports game where you have to you you can't do it you can't do it I'll tell you what it's like. It's a lot like play dragster. Okay, mm. you can't do it. You look like an idiot, and then after after a while, all of a sudden, you just kind of your hand glides in the position, and you're like, "I got it." That's what this game was like. Mm. I couldn't get the moves off. I couldn't figure it out, and then all of a sudden, I was just like, "Something clicked." I got it. The positioning and stuff. I figured it out, and so I could do most of the moves, and I got past the first two guys. Uh, I was pretty proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm like you. I both I beat up on a, an an animate idiot for a, quite a while to figure out what I was doing, which is that's a nice option. But yeah, I could get past the first two guys. I'm trying to think. The third guy was uh, uh was it? I think it was the Mohawk guy. The Mohawk uh, that would be vicious Vivian. Yeah. Let me. Uh, you know, I I, I can't. 
I, I can't let this episode go by without reading. There are these little there's these little paragraphs that, yes. that describe each one of the wrestlers. And this was I found this nowhere else online. OK, yeah. what 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 you have here, you can see the first line of this, but they're actually they're there. They've broken these out. OK, so I was you were going to read these. Bo. Go ahead. Redneck McCoy has come to the big smoke. I guess that's that's London to try his hand at wrestling. Don't be fooled by his southern hospitality. When he applies the atomic drop, you'll feel like a fence post planted in the South 40. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's gold right there. <laughs> OK, <laughs> Here's the Missouri breaker, Aaron. This is one mean dude. His style's down and dirty. He gets his strength from throwing cows on his ranch back home in Texas. Watch out for his body slam. Wow. Next up is vicious Vivian, Aaron, just like the young ones. Yeah. Vivian is no sissy. With a name like that, he quickly learned to take care of himself in any situation. He cut his teeth on the terraces of White Hard Lane and has been laying the boots ever since. I lay the boots sometimes. I do. <laughs> and finally, Aaron, the last guy, the boss, Lord Toff. Oh, yeah. The most dangerous, dangerous wrestler in the world today. Lord Toff traces his lineage back to an illegitimate son of James the first. Aaron, James the first. As far as he's concerned, the British Empire will come again. Little did he know Brexit would happen and, and that we're on our way. Right. And he'll yeah, no do kid, his part no. when the time comes. Lord Toff is a scientific wrestler. He knows all the moves. <laughs> and I, I love it's a shame that we didn't get all the guys in this. But, you know, while we're on the subject of that, let's talk about just for fun. I looked into a few of the other ports of this. Now, the uh, uh, the the DOS version, and the C64 version look pretty similar. But the ones I want to I want to spotlight a couple here just because I thought they were neat, uh, which one is the C64 version. Then you've got, I think, the clear winner. Of of rock and wrestle, which is the Amstrad version. Yeah, man, that looks great. The Amstrad version, it gets the crowd, it gets all the bright colors. The guys look like guys. You can mm -hmm. see what their gimmick headwear is. I played this. It plays. I mean, they pretty much all play about the same. Yeah, it may be a touch. It may be a tiny bit slower, you know, mm -hmm. than the C sixty four version. But I mean, I thought it was a pretty decent version. I was surprised that how glorious it looked in comparison with everyone else, Boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you it, think of that? It's funny because the, the Spectrum version gives you the crowd. Yeah. The, uh, the C64 version gives you the color. The Amstrad version is the only version that gives you both. So the Amstrad wins this round for sure. I'm assuming that they did that specifically to keep the speed up on those other versions. But that's just yeah. a guess. They do run faster. Now, and, and probably are more playable if you want the truth, but they, now, they don't look as nice. Mitsuyama says in the chat, White Hart Lane was where Tottenham Hotspur played football. So they're kind of suggesting that he's a football hooligan. That's some stuff that went over our heads with that description, Aaron. Thank you. There you go. That's why, that, God bless you. That's why we need you people. Yeah. <laughs> we would never have known that. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, overall, I'll try to find some reviews on this uh, back in the day. Uh, Computer Gamer, uh, in their August 86, mentioned that the uh, they said, although the gameplay is all here, the action seems slower than the other versions, and the graphics are a poor shadow of both the Amstrad and C64 versions, with the wrestlers more silhouettes of the color background. Although this is unavoidable due to the Spectrum attribute problems, it still does distract from the enjoyment of the game. But they still gave it a positive review. 
So I thought that was I thought that was pretty nice. Did we did we get any uh, Discord action on this boat? We did. We did get some Discord action on this. Uh, we have. Uh, we're going to start things off with Chris Folds. He says, "Back in '85, some big wrestling fans had an idea for the game. They were way ahead of their time, thinking of all the moves and combos to make a proper wrestling scheme. Then, undeterred by po- platform power and lack of usable input devices, set about making it. The result is an over complex control scheme." probably hiding a decent game but as such i found in 45 minutes of play virtually impenetrable and never got into a flow and it always felt a fight to do anything one special mention is the quote from the manual which is a blatant lie he says though looking at the demo game may have given you the impression that rock and wrestle is a complex game to play nothing is further from the truth so uh, folds calls that a lie he says sadly a folds flop four out of ten D-Man flop. Wow. Yeah. D-Man writes in. He says, I am far more familiar with the C64 version of this, having played it a lot on a friend's computer back at the turn of the 90s when we all got into the then WWF. This really worked as a stopgap before the official WrestleMania license was released on the 8-bit computers. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Spectrum version is pretty unplayable, a convoluted control scheme, Keys don't appear to redefine properly, and the default key selection is horrendous. Graphics and sound, not much good either. Feel like I'm being generous, giving it 2 out of 10. Oh, no. Batman writes, I joined the Notorious Home Computer Club in the UK back in the mid-80s. The introductory offer of cheap games proving too difficult to resist. One of the games I got was The Awesome Way of the Exploding Fist, a Melbourne House classic which I still enjoy to this day. The next month, being naive and young, I saw Rock and Wrestle by the same software house in the club magazine. I ordered it for nearly full price, sat back, and waited in a state of high anticipation. It finally arrived. I loaded it up, and to say it was disappointing was an understatement. Terrible graphics, dire controls, poor sound, practically non-existent gameplay. I could go on. It was one of my first video game disappointments. I was not amused, to put it mildly. Played it once and never went back again. Still have nightmares. One out of ten. Ooh. Batman. Killing it. Killing it. Paul, a.k.a. Hermski, writes a Herm Firm 5.5 out of 10. Not the best of games for the Spectrum, but I can see why it was popular. I remember reading many dissimilar magazine reviews back in the day. It does take a bit of time to familiarize yourself with the game. It's not a game you can just load and play, but the pirates hated that. After reading the instructions, I managed to get somewhere with the game, finding it fairly challenging but rewarding when you pull off moves. I'm sure the two-player mode would have been much more entertaining. However, the sprites are really bad, making it difficult to read the moves, and with the poor sound, lets the game down. And Mitz Oyama writes, After I managed to work out that in one-player mode, you actually play as player two, and therefore (laughs) must define (laughs) the controls for player two, I was actually able to move around the ring, pull off some moves, and I did win a couple matches. It did seem to me that they tried to cram too many moves into the game, making it overly complicated. It's more of a simulator than a button masher, so timing moves is crucial. Given time, I may have been able to find the fun in the game. However, my patience quickly ran out, and I wanted to move on to something else. Poor graphics and sound also let it down. Three out of ten. The reviews were not kind to this one, Aaron. You know... 
I'm going to defend this game for a minute, and, and not, not on, across the board, okay? Because this really does play much like the other ones. This, I, if you're a wrestling fan like me and have been playing a lot of old wrestling games, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of a game called Fire Pro Wrestling? Uh, and this has, uh, this is sort of the, and along those same lines and how the moves work. It's situational moves. And so while it does appear like it's super complex, it's not really that complex once you understand the philosophy of how wrestling works, you know, what you can do from a headlock. And once you understand the different moves you can chain together, it makes perfect sense, to be completely honest with you. Mm -hmm. Now, you've got a one-button joystick, uh, and you're trying to... uh, Yes, like I mentioned, it is ambitious, uh, and... Uh, it's easy to screw up. And we mentioned some things that they, they dropped the ball on. But, I mean, overall, uh, this, I mean, it's, I'm going to tell you this, and I mean this across the board, not just the ZX version. This was probably the best wrestling game that was released up to the point at home. I'm trying to think of what I would say. Until something like a Fire Pro or a uh, 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 something that would come out of Japan from Ukes. I mean, in terms of, like, trying to, to actually do a lot of cool moves and enjoy a match, Okay, that, that's insane. That's insane. There were tons of great wrestling games for the Nintendo that came out before Pri- Fire Pro Wrestling. Tons. Like what? Well, like Fire Techno- Pro came like, out on the Nintendo. Didn't like it? Techno World a- Wrestling? That's a fantastic game still to it's this no, day. But it's nowhere near this. It doesn't have the de- the depth that this has. Well, it doesn't have I 8 billion moves, but you can't pull off all 8 billion. Uh, like it just. I guess it depends on what you want. Like, do you want a game where there's eight billion moves, or do you want a game that's fun to play? You know, choose this has, one. This is this is fun to play. You're an idiot. There's no. This is not fun to play. No sane person would say this game is fun to play. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. You're you're up against you... every single one of our Discord community. Listen, you're also you're comparing the NES to the ZX Spectrum. This is a this is an eight bit game, uh, an early an eighty five game. Eighty five is not to, that early, man. To provide this sort of hey, listen, the, you know as well as I do that the hardware limitations on something like the Spectrum were far outmatched when it comes to the comparison. It doesn't to the matter. NES. You could if there's one thing this show has taught us is that hardware limitations don't matter when making a fun game. You can make a fun wrestling game for the ZX Spectrum. What you have to do is you have to make it number one. You have to make it fast. Number two, you have to make it colorful. And number three, you have to make it fun. Okay. Well, and so, yeah. and, and and if you if you do those things, it doesn't matter how many moves you have. Like, okay, let's cut the number of moves by a factor of four. Give each player only four moves: one special move, a kick, a special grapple move, and a finishing move. Okay, that is more than enough for a player to have. Think about all the WCW NWO games that were on the N sixty four. There weren't eight billion moves in that yes, game, but it was a ton of fun. Yes, there were. There were tons of moves in those. And by the way, remember when you talked about Marty Gennetti earlier? And it was proven that you not only you're not a wrestling fan, but you but you don't know what you're talking about. This is the difference between me and you when it comes to wrestling games. You are a casual fan of a wrestling game. You want to go up and punch a guy and kick a guy and then giggle. <laughs> I want to play it like I see wrestling on TV. I want to have a wide variety of moves. I want situational stuff. I want to be able to change stuff together because that's the way real wrestling is. And if you compare the NES wrestling to this, and I like that game, by the way, but I mean, in terms of simulating a wrestling match, it doesn't do as good a job in terms of chaining moves together. 
I'm not going to go there. This, the ZX Spectrum version isn't as colorful uh, as, say, the uh, C64 version. But if you, so I'll give it that. It doesn't look as good, but it, it plays fine. Just, you know, with a few minor exceptions, it's a, it's a fun game. So, I, no, I don't agree with you. You can bury me all you want, but I'm a true wrestling fan, and I know what I want. Bam. Okay. okay. All right. Well, it appears that we are at a stalemate in terms of uh, rock and wrestle, so you'll have to play this game and draw your own conclusions. Um, we do want to, uh, you know, just tell everybody thank you so much. We've, we've really had an outpouring of support since we announced uh, a, a couple weeks ago that we were going to be bringing back our Sinclair on a, on a semi-regular basis. We're going to try our hardest to make this a monthly show. Uh, and we've had nothing but uh, positive feedback from from on Discord and from, uh, from beyond Discord. People have been excited to, to see this show come back. So we do that does uh, that does inspire us to, to keep moving. And we do love doing the show. Um I want to thank all the people that supported us, uh, either on coffee or on um, the uh, R. Sinclair Patreon page, patreon.com slash R. Sinclair, uh, Jigglebox, Chris Folds, Steve R., Frodo NL, Christian Russell, Paul Bossman Harrington, Hermsky, Mark Durham, Eric Nelson, Simulant, O'Brien, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. Uh, if you would like to support us and you, uh, you know, if you're a Spectrum fan and you like hearing two American dudes uh, wax poetic about screaming the, each other over wrestling humble games Sinclair, yes, uh, feel free, <laughs> feel free to uh, to support the show. We really appreciate it. Um, and uh, Aaron, uh, I've already. Oh, yeah. And also, you know, we record the show live on Twitch. So if you're listening to the YouTube version or the uh, the audio version of the podcast, if you go to twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. You can find uh, you. This is where we stream live from again, because our uh, Sinclair is going to be somewhat, you know, a regular show. We don't really have a set recording time for that, but you can always just set your thing to be notified whenever we go live and you can you can join us in the chat. We we have had pretty, pretty nice crowd here in the chat, giving us lots of useful, uh, you know, real time feedback. I do want to thank all of the users that are in the chat with us today. We've got our moderators, mega moderators, Duncan Styles, The Dunk, and Pixels of Dawn Gaming are with us. And we also have Amiga Cami is with us. Amiga Bill is with us and Amiga Live. Um, so we've got the, 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 the holy trinity of Amiga <laughs> names there. Awkward Aardvark is with us. Barkbit is with us. Blah Blah 5372, Commander Root, Delamort 78. Emmy K, Frodo NL, Jost 80, uh, Linear Boy, Tao, Mitsuyama, Mr. Cola, Paul Kitching, Sanction is with us today, Sin Lao, Super Tech Boy, Tom Toms, Tinfoil, VNK, oh. uh, uh, names I can't pronounce, um, and uh, Z9K9. Thank you guys so much for uh, for joining us live for, for our Sinclair today. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Now, Aaron, I have not told you about this yet, but I've already picked our next game. I've picked the next game for Arson Claire. I scanned the shelf of cassette tapes, and uh -huh. I picked one that I think we're going to have a lot of fun with, and that game is Yogi Bear. <laughs> if you thought Popeye Wrestling was fun. This conversation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, Yogi Bear, me up. a somewhat <laughs> classic video game character. Some say that he was the one that grabbed the guitar and smashed it over people's heads. Uh, Yogi Bear, a true no American hero. Uh, we will be taking a look at his outing on the ZX Spectrum when, uh, when this show comes around again. So, 
Thank you all so much for listening to us. We will see you next time. And until then, rewind tape and press play. All right, but give me a minute. I'm going to reset the... uh,